From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about those fun Christmas traditions that create connection and memories with your family. Mm, so good. I yes. love Christmas traditions. And there's an anonymous quote that says, at the heart of every family tradition is a meaningful experience. There you go. And I think we're, I like that. I, I think with the insights that you're going to get today, you're going to see just not what not only what those meaningful experiences are but how to create them yeah and get some ideas on what you know the two of you can do this holiday season this christmas season and we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and this week's hug is sponsored by podium and podium is changing the way that businesses and their customers communicate and we're looking forward to sharing a little bit more about them later on the show but this hug comes from an instagram message that we received and it starts off just saying hey guys I just wanted to say a huge thank you for being a constant encouragement for team a they actually put their last name in there but in the interest of and just so you guys know real quick i can just give a little um, insight there when you guys send us a message a hug we're always going to leave your names off just so that it can be presented with anonymity and you can feel comfortable in whatever you're saying Uh, she went on to say our first little blessing is almost a year old and has had medical issues since day one Mm. including having to be on 24-hour oxygen oh wow jesus has since healed him hallelujah amen but during that season my husband and i entered survival mode sure not pretty we have stayed tuned in to oem which for those of you that don't know it's an abbreviation for one extraordinary marriage And even though we didn't fully practice the intimacy lifestyle, we continued our tradition of at least talking about the podcast. Right on. You guys have no idea what a blessing and strength you have been to me personally. Thank you for just being real, honest, and speaking truth and love. Hmm. Your ministry is so needed, and I share your channel all the time. So much love for you both. Praying your 2019 is beyond blessed and that Jesus pours back into you as you have poured yourself out for marriages across the world. Hmm. Love it. Tony's tearing up. I, I know am. you guys can't see it. The, these am. are the times when I wish that we were on video, oh, gosh. Um, except that I would have to make sure I've got makeup on all the time if we were doing it on video. But yeah, you know, it's these types of messages. I mean, here's a couple that just went through. Heck, you guys bring me hope. Gosh, darn it, man. You, you went through this season, and, and I hope you all can hear it, that, that even when things were really, really rough, they held on to one thing that they could do for their marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they plugged into the show and, and made a point to talk about it when when they were being pulled in a lot of different directions. And that's, in all honesty, why we get behind the microphones. I and mean, that might be what you got to do right now. It's one thing. I mean, we've said it many, many times over the years. Sometimes you can't hit every single intimacy. It may not be your sexual intimacy right now. It may not be your recreational intimacy right now. It may just be your emotional intimacy. It may be just your spiritual intimacy. It might be just your sexual intimacy, but it's just... What's the one thing we have right now that we can work on and grow from there? And each step leads us to this place where we do have that extraordinary marriage that we all desire. Mm, 
So good. And, and we're honored to actually be someone's tradition. Mm-hmm. Like I got to say, when I read it, you know, as I was preparing for the show and knowing that we were doing a show on traditions when that, when I was going and looking through some of the hugs that we received recently. And I saw that when I said, this is perfect because she used the word tradition. And, you know, as we're just a few weeks away from Christmas, 2018, for those of you that are listening to this the first time, you know, traditions are all around right? You're seeing it maybe with the, the stockings that are being hung or when you decorate the Christmas tree or, you know, some of you have made, you know, a few weeks ago, did all the Black Friday shopping, you know, whatever your tradition is, it's all around us. And, you know, I love that the quote, you know, that I opened the show that says behind every tradition, there's a meaningful experience, mm-hmm. right? That's how traditions get started. Something is meaningful. It may not, you know, you may be in a season where you're like, I don't even know why we're doing this because the tradition's been so old. But at the very beginning of every tradition, there's a meaningful experience. And it's so important as we, as we're in this crazy busy time and you can't talk to anybody. I I was, you know, at uh, a group with a group of women this morning and everybody's talking about their Christmas shopping and who's got it done and who still has to do it and who hasn't started. And there's a lot of busyness. Mm -hmm. So how do the two of you create those meaningful experiences, reach out and, and create your own traditions not just for yourselves as a couple, but if you have kids for your family, mm-hmm. right? It's- and they change. They may change. Some of them are are cast in stone, I would say, in <laughs> the sense that they've come up through many generations, Sure, possibly. Others may be traditions that you guys are setting just for your family, mm-hmm. your, your nucleus. Uh, others may be with extended family traditions. So it just depends on where you're at and which ones you're looking at. Again, they, they, they sort of ebb and flow depending on where you're at. And, you know, I think for us, I would say even, you know, when the kids were younger, we began to start those for our family. Mm-hmm. There were still traditions that we had with our extended family. Right. And as we've gone older, there are some that have not really become a tradition. I mean, they were maybe for a, a little while. Yeah. Um, but we have our own now mm-hmm. as a couple and as a family, which we still, you know, enjoy others with our extended family. And you all know, for those of you that have been listening for a while, and, and if you're a brand new listener, welcome. Welcome. We're yeah. super excited. Um, if you are a brand new listener, I'm just going to tell you there are times when I like to define words so that we're all kind of playing on the same field when we're talking about some of these topics because we know that words have got a lot of different meanings. And, you know, so I, one of the definitions that I found of tradition was a way of behaving, so an action, or a belief that has been established for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're really focusing today's show on, on what are those actions, mm-hmm. right? Those actions that are traditions and traditions can happen all throughout the year, right? What you do on your anniversary or birthday or, you know, New Year's or what, those types of things. But you know, it's a, a tradition when you find yourself saying things like, well, we always in our family. We do. We do. You know, and a lot of you, when you first that, that you hear that one a lot when you first get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of the newlywed tradition, you know, insight. In our family, well, in my family growing up, we did, did. XYZ. XYZ. Mm-hmm. I, I married into a family with a lot of traditions. I, I, you know, my own family of origin, there are certain Christmas traditions, but, it, you know, what is it going to look like for this husband and wife? Right. Right. What's it going to look like for us? And, and, you know, traditions actually serve a purpose. You know, a lot of times we think that, you know, well, it's just, it's just there, right? It's just that action that just gets done. But what is the purpose behind traditions? And I want you to, I want you all to just be aware of this because I think if you start to, to know what's behind a tradition, you know why it's important. 
right? For a lot of people, traditions are going to provide that anchor or that security, you know, that, that we know what's going to happen, right? There's a measure of predictability. And I think it's also one of those things that as I look through each year that happens, you know, as, as a father and as a husband, there are those things that we do and it may be, well, and our kids are between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so I've done since the youngest that I can remember many, many years ago, I would do breakfast with dad for their birthdays. Mm -hmm. That was a tradition that was around this time because it was very hectic between those two holidays that I just wanted to make sure that they understood that I I wanted them to be special on their birthday. Right. This year, though, for some reason, neither of them want to do breakfast with dad. Not I think sure. it's because we st- we have currently have two teenagers. Yeah. Um, we, we have th- crossed the threshold into having two teenagers. <sighs> and it, the one challenge I think with that, too, is when their birthdays fall on school days. Right. Because getting up early enough to go to breakfast with dad and making it to school that they're they're weighing yeah, I'm just saying no, that, but that's a tradition. I'm just saying this year, it's been a little different, a little different. Hey, some of you would just be like, Hey, you're going and we're doing it. I'm a little more laid back because I want them to choose where they want to go this year. Like I said, although this year was football, Abby, you know, busy with some other stuff. So it's all good. It's still a tradition. I'm going to make it happen. You're going to make year. it happen. Absolutely. And with that, that anchor security, the predictability is also the anticipation right? Traditions provide a measure of anticipation because it's something to look forward to. You know, if we always do Black Friday shopping or if we always, you know, put the Christmas tree up, you know, the week before Christmas or some of you on Christmas Eve or whatever it is, then then it's like, oh, how are we going to do it this year? And those of you who go chop down your own Christmas tree and that's part of your tradition, good on you, man. That is rad. I love that. There are actually quite a few people in the one family heck that yeah. chopped down their I own I think Christmas it's cool. Tree. I mean, heck, if I didn't live in San Diego and there was actually like Christmas trees that I could go chop down somewhere, <laughs> I'd be all over that. I think that's rad. Traditions also, they become part of your marriage story, become part of your family story. Um, it really becomes part of what legacies are made of, you know, because there are funny it. stories, mm-hmm. right? Associated with, oh, remember that year when you know, this, this happened, uh, you know, Tony just brought up the Christmas tree and, you know, remember the year it was, you know, like snowing really hard that year. Remember the year that we couldn't find anything but a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Somebody actually, uh, chimed in when we asked this question on Instagram and said that, you know, just think Charlie Brown Christmas tree. That's what we do every year. Oh, wow. That's they, awesome. they look for the Charlie Brown Christmas tree and then chop that one down. Um, you know, traditions as part of that, uh, security, they also provide a measure of comfort right, of no matter what else is going on, we can count on these traditions, which very much, you know, wasn't Christmas related, but very much relates back to the hug that I read, Mm -hmm. right? Life was swirling around that couple. Their tradition, their action they'd been doing for a long time was to listen to the One Extraordinary Marriage show. Mm -hmm. And so in the midst of the storm of of just a health crisis with their little one, they could hold on to this is, this is our comfort. Mm -hmm. This is where we go. And, and finally, you know, traditions, they become that marriage legacy that gets passed down to, to your children, right? Some of the Christmas traditions that you have or that you're starting or that maybe you're thinking of starting or that you're going to get some ideas on today's show, you're going to see them repeated in generations to come. And I know this because one of the traditions that we have, that we have in our family started with my mom, right? My mom, the, first, the year I was born, bought me a Christmas ornament. And every year 
on Christmas, I would get a new Christmas ornament until I married Tony. And then we got our marriage. You know, the, the, now the ornament went from saying Elisa in the year to saying the DiLorenzo's in the year. Or Tony and Elisa. Did, was it always no, the, I think it was it always it? the DiLorenzo's. Did, she always put the DiLorenzo's. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yep. I, I mean, I, rem- I know I see them, but I just can't remember. I thought someone said Tony and Elisa. So for 44 years, I have received an ornament on, on Christmas, mm-hmm. right? When our kids were born, she started the same trend for them. When our kids were born, I started that tradition. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to add a little something to it because our, the ornaments mom gets are, it's like always the same. She orders from the same company every year. It's always the same ornament, which is really cool because the she uses like a Dremel tool. I think she like does that herself. So, sometimes I, she does. And sometimes she has them stamped. Stamped. Okay. Yeah. Um, but with, with our kids, the way I put a little spin on this was that I would pick whatever they were really interested in that year. So like we have a Yoda ornament mm-hmm. on our Christmas tree from the year that Alex was Yoda or no, Abby was Yoda for Christmas or for Halloween. Halloween. You know, we have, we have a, a bicycle ornament on there. We have, um, football ornaments. We have the NASCAR mm-hmm. ornament for the year that we were in, in the hospital after, um, we'd lost Andrew and we were watching the Dale Earnhardt movie Oh, on okay. repeat. These are things that Elisa remembers and I don't. Right, so but, just FYI on those. But that was one way that that generations, right? Mm-hmm. That this ornament becomes a part of that because, you know, the traditions that you create, the connection, those ties to another person, those actions, they don't just exist in a vacuum. Your, your spouse sees those traditions. Your kids see those traditions. It actually impacts all the people around you. Yeah, and if you're in a, a neighborhood where you have a you know, a candy cane lane mm-hmm. or a Santa Claus is coming or something of that nature. I know they're, they're named differently across our country and around the world, but these communities that honestly come together and everybody is putting up lights and decorations and Christmas trees and all of that. I mean, what an amazing tradition Yeah, to do that. And while wow, we've never lived on one of those streets. We've lived close. One, one year we lived close where we could just walk to one. And even this year we were close enough that we can walk to one. Um, Elise and I would walk. I don't think the kids would, but what, what a, what a tradition Yeah. that that's cemented in our community. And I, and I would expect in yours as well, because here, I mean, the, the papers, the magazines are sharing where these are around San Diego. Yeah. It's, it's like a thing. And, right. and again, what a tradition to, and it may be you're, you're not the person putting those up, but a tradition is that you are going there and you're, you're hanging out and maybe your friends live there and you're sitting out at their fire pit or whatever it may be. But th- those are really cool. And sometimes it's not just the traditions that like everybody knows about. Sometimes it's the traditions that are just for you and your spouse. Yeah. Those are even better. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what that noise was. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Like I like I wish again, he was doing this little gesture and I wish I had it like on a boomerang because it would just dance. Oh, is that what it was? A little dance. Little dance. Little dance. Because if there was a season where our tradition because so Christmas at Tony's family's um looks like Christmas morning at his parents and then Christmas dinner at his aunt and uncle, like a mile away. Right? So there was always this like downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, in the early afternoon, we'd be at, we'd be at his aunt and uncle's house. And, and there was a stretch where probably five years, uh, six, probably even seven, more, um, where we always had something to do in the early afternoon. Tony would be like, Hey, 
hey, Elise, uh, I think I forgot something at the house, at mom and dad's house. You want to run back there with me? And of course, I was always willing to go help Tony pick something up at the house. Little rendezvous. That was, that was our Christmas Day rendezvous. And that happened a lot when the kids were younger because we would be up late. Right. Not get much sleep. Up early, obviously, on Christmas Day because the kids were just like so excited. Again, Elisa said our kids are teenagers now, so they, they, they sleep in now, so it's no big deal. But back in those days, it did. It became, we look back now and go, that was a tradition in the sense of we made sure to get back and away to just be like, we forgot something, and in all honesty, we were having sex. No qualms about it. It was a quickie most of the times. It was awesome. I remember on Christmas mornings, and we still do this one, is that after all the presents are opened and people have sort of settled in to having their breakfast or whatever is going on, Elise and I will usually just get some clothes on and we'll just put our shoes and we'll go for a little walk on Christmas morning um, where my where my mom lives. And it's, it's fun. It's just sort of a... A fun time to get a little lowdown of how it went for us and also just give the kids their time. Mm-hmm. You know, when again, when they were younger, Lego sets were out. My my dad or my brother would help Alex with those or Abby would be doing her thing and, you know, she'd have her aunt there, cousins around. And so Elise and I would just, you know, we're going to just go take a little walk and, and enjoy ourselves, get some fresh air. Again, we're in Southern California, so... If Christmas is like 60 degrees, it's chilly for us. Um, Stop making fun of those of us that think 60 degrees is cold. Right. (laughs) You know, so for some of you, that might be tougher because it's like below zero. You know, our friends in Canada, Northern America get it. So whatever your tradition is, though, I I really believe those couple traditions that we set up have really helped us through these times. And we actually want to share some of some of the traditions that are in the one family. One thing mm-hmm. I want to say though, because we know a lot of you married in tra- into certain traditions and you may be like, okay, well, what if I married into this and this isn't something that like I'm super excited about? It's a great question. Right. And you know, as we're talking about it, you're like, oh, I don't know how that's going to fit in. This is one of those times, um, prior to whenever that event happens, whether it's, you know, during Christmas Eve services or opening presents at midnight, like we've got friends that do, you know, like 100 family members get together and they open Christmas presents at midnight, whatever it is, this is really where the emotional intimacy comes into the holiday, right? It's kind of like we say, don't talk about sex right before you're getting ready to have sex. Don't talk about the Christmas traditions right before it's time to actually execute whatever that action is, Hmm. right? You're you're setting yourself up for tension, but it's, it actually becomes so, so significant when the two of you sit down and say, you know, here's your tradition. Here's my tradition. We have become one when we set our wedding vows. What are we going to create? And how do those traditions that you and I brought into our marriage, how do they fit into this, this life, this family, this relationship that we're creating? And it may take some years and time to work through those and see what happens. So there, there may be tension at times when you're discussing these traditions, right? Because your spouse is entrenched in them. Mm -hmm. You're entrenched in yours. And so don't, don't diminish the, the the process of, okay, that works. That doesn't work. I, I remember when Elise and I were newlyweds, my family would get together Christmas Eve, Christmas day, New Year's Eve, New Year's day. And it was pretty much all the same people. And that was something that I grew up with. 
Elisa, I, I know she would roll her eyes, especially I'm when still rolling my eyes, especially when we'd have to do the New Year's one. And over time, I think we just got to a point where we were just going like, you know what? We're old enough to go do what we want to do on New Year's Eve. And so we we bowed out gracefully. We we I had to let my folks know that we were bowing out of the Christmas Eve and or the New Year's Eve and the New Year's Day one. Were they cool with it? Yeah, I think by that time they were. I mean, we were much old. I, I won't say much older, but we were older. And it was just sort of like, hey, you guys have your thing. Go do it. And, and it's great. Elise and I are going to do our thing. And, and so just having that conversation. But I, I'm not going to say that that happened the first within the first two or three years. No. I mean, it, it, it took a little time for us to work through those, those traditions and, and create our own. Yeah, and we want to share. Like I said, we want to share from the one family because you guys have got some amazing traditions. Uh, But before we do that, we do want to thank this week's sponsor, Podium, um, because they do so much to help businesses do even better. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because I don't know about you, but I'm always checking out online reviews of a business before I make a decision. Like I want to know who they are and what they're doing. And there are actually a lot of companies that I would be more than happy to leave a review for, but nobody's ever asked me. Right. Right. Like I, I, you know, I walk out and I'm like, oh, that service was amazing. And then like so many, I mean, this was actually a scary number that I found out. So like 83% of us, 83% of happy customers would be willing to leave a review, but only 23% of people actually take the time to go and do that. Right. So there are a lot of people not leaving those great reviews. And, and if you've got a business, it's time for you to take control of your online reputation by giving your customers a voice, not just the handful of angry ones. Right, because when we're angry, we're we're looking for everything online to be able to go. Oh well, let me tell you about this company, and you know what? Companies that use Podium actually see a six percent increase in their revenue just from the reviews. But people like me just want to be asked. People like you just want to be asked. Your reviews matter. The way that you show up online determines who shows up at your door. So go to Podium.com/one for ten percent off your monthly subscription. Become the obvious choice online. Go to podium.com slash one to get started and save 10%. So as we're talking about those traditions, you know, the first big question we had for the one family, we did all this over on Instagram is, you know, when do you open presents? Is it a Christmas Eve or a Christmas day thing? Right? Because I've heard both. And actually, I thought this was going to be a little bit closer because I've heard so many people talk about opening presents on Christmas Eve, but actually 85% of the one family opens presents on Christmas day. And sometimes that's due to work schedules. So to all you first responders, yeah, thank you. Thank you for working on Christmas so that all the rest of us are, are protected. Um, sometimes it's just that tradition of, you know what? We, we open presents on Christmas Eve. Right. That's a, that's a tradition. I, I know folks who they'll do service on Christmas Eve. They'll do dinner and then they're opening their, their presents as a family on Christmas Eve. That way they can sleep in. Hey, good on you on that one. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Another tradition that came through loud and clear was the Christmas movie lineup. Yeah. Right. Whether Leading it's... up or even on Christmas. I think Christmas Day, though, too, would have been interesting because I think a lot of us watch like basketball or football now most days on Christmas Day. We didn't ask that question. I know. But but the movies was a big one. The movies was a big one because we started hearing, you know, about you all watching movies. And actually, one family in the one family has eight kids. And the seven days leading, I think it's leading up to Christmas, seven days in a row, they sit down as as their big old tribe and watch a different movie. I love that. Every night. I love that. But as we started to see that so many of you were saying, yeah, we watch movies, we're like, all right, well, 
What's the top five? What are the top five movies that everybody's watching for Christmas? So here's the one family um, top five. We're going to start with number five and work our way up to number one, the movie lineup. So some of you may have seen these, maybe not, but you know, hey, jump you, in. you may want to add it to your, a new tradition, right? Like this is a Christmas, this is a Christmas movie we're going to watch. So tied at number five was the movie Die Hard and the movie Home Alone. Two very different movies. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm sort of struck and on Die Hard. I feel like I need to go like take a look at Die Hard again because yeah. I'm not remembering. But it showed up with for so many. I mean, obviously it was tied for number five. Right? And home is Home Alone around Christmas. I don't even remember. Yeah, it's that. the Colin oh, McCulkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, he gets yeah. left home alone. Left home alone during that Christmas. Okay, yes. Number four, White Christmas. I don't even know what movie. That's that a classic. Is. That's a classic. That's a okay. classic movie. Yep. Um, number three, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Which I know there have been many versions of that. Number two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Everybody needs some laughs. I think that's what that one is. It's just like, all right, we need some laughs and we just need to let it out. We need to yeah. see how outrageous Christmas can be. And then number one, which actually is our personal favorite, so it was fun to see that it's a favorite for so many of you, is the movie Elf. Yeah. Right. We haven't watched it yet, but we will get it in. One that I was surprised that's not on this list, in the top five at least, is a Christmas story. Ralphie, you're going to shoot yeah. your eye out. I, I mean, surprised. I love that show. It only got a few votes. That really? one actually surprised me. Yeah, like for us, it's Elf and a Christmas story. My dad, oh, God bless his soul. He loved that movie. Fragile. So, Fragile. Fragile. He just, being an Italian, he loved that so much. We would watch that on Christmas Day after uh, we'd open up presents and mm -hmm. stuff, or even a little bit later, we'd have that thing on, or even on Christmas Eve. Just always remember dad watching that. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the other the other traditions. And, you know, a few of these came from some of our position of the month, uh, position of the month club summit partners. And a few of them said we do a date night on the 23rd to have a little us time before the Christmas craziness. What a way to be intentional about the time for the two of you before Christmas starts. Mm -hmm. Um, one tradition, and this is funny because we talked about elf on the shelf a few a few weeks ago or last week, last week, last week. So one couple said we seem to have adopted last week. getting elf on the shelf at the start of December and then forgetting to move the stupid thing and getting aggravated at each other because neither remembered. Yeah. Th this is where Tony would just say, break that tradition. And, uh, yeah, cancel. I don't, think, I don't think it's considered a tradition. <laughs> I love how they well, said our tradition was seemed to have adopted in his getting. Well, they get it out every year. We, yeah, they but do. it just doesn't move. It just so doesn't it's move. either that or you reframe the tradition that, you know, Elf on the Shelf just sits in the same spot for, you know, 25 days. And I want to thank all of you who hit me up saying you agreed with me on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> he feels validated. Um, you know, some other folks said, you know, a lot of the baking. Right. There are a ton of you in the one family that are doing baking of cookies and goodies and all kinds of stuff. And, and I just want to say, if you've got any extras, I love cookies and treats. <laughs> Feel free to send them to San Diego. You know, um, you do special Christmas meals. Yeah. Some of our friends in Canada mentioned a French Canadian meat pie, which Ooh. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds phenomenal. Um, you know, reading the Christmas story before opening gifts. Right. Yeah. Remembering what, what are those traditions or yeah, what are you doing prior to opening gifts? I think that's great because it, it almost slows everything down a little bit instead of that frenzy, mm -hmm. which many of us know some of it is fun and it's great. And yet at the same time, I know we've sat behind piles of wrapping paper and gone like, 
what just happened? It just looks like a tornado blew through here. And it finished all in about 15 minutes, and we built up to all this. So I, I do like those traditions where you sort of slow down that Christmas morning. And we did that. We've, we've started doing that more and more where it's like one person gets a present, Let's, you know, each person gets a present, like, let's open it. Right. Like, it's not just a feeding frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a few of you mentioned adopting families, right? Oh, so that so you're beautiful. you're going out and, and you're yeah, making the so giving of, of an entire Christmas to another family a priority for you. And, and the truth is, and there are so many more, like, I wish we could, you know, just keep going and going and going because there are just so many amazing ones. And, and maybe we'll just drop some of those up in Instagram stories and things like that, just other ideas for you guys. But, you know, all of these things have you know, two things in common, right? It's all about spending time with the ones that you love and being fully present, mm-hmm. right? No one, no one said we take all kinds of family selfies. Nobody said, you know, we spend all of our time on the phone. It was all about the relationships that you're really focused on. So whatever you do, whatever you do this Christmas, whatever traditions you're starting or you've done, focus on your time together and be fully and 100% present. Yeah. Enjoy your traditions, you guys. We're we're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we wish each and every one of you just the merriest of Christmas and the time you have with each other, your friends, your family, your kiddos, and all those in your community. We, We are truly blessed to have you part of ours. We love you guys. Have a fantastic one. And we will catch you next week with a special Merry Christmas. Love you guys.